Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of We're In Between, the podcast that discusses about every single episode of As Told by Ginger once a week. Last week, we discussed about the episode Heat Lightning, and this week, we're going to be discussing about episode 50, which is called Fair to Cloudy. It debuted on the 4th of July, 2004, and it was written by Kate Boutelier. In this episode, Ginger, Dodie, and Macy prepare for their annual trip to the county fair. Only Ginger has one last-minute addition. Darren. To retaliate, Dodie invites Courtney along, too. Darren ends up thinking the whole thing is lame, and Courtney has to examine every little thing. In the meantime, Carl and Hoodsy try to free a two-headed horse at the fair. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we're in between. Someone once told me the grass is much greener. We have a lot of cool stuff planned for season three. Being proud of who you are no matter what you do. You definitely see the characters progress a lot more. They start growing up. I think Ginger and Darren are endgame. It is a masterpiece of an episode. Oh, it's the cattiest moment in the history of television. Trust me, everybody has been excited for our thoughts on it. Who's the girl in the pink capri? It's Courtney, it's Courtney! Someone once told me the grass is much greener on the other side. So the episode begins around, um, towards the end of summer. Ginger, Dodie, and Macy are making lemonade, as it's tradition for them to do. And we've seen throughout the series that they do have their little fair share of traditions. For example, like, doing things together, uh, signing up for uh, events, like with Comeback Little Seal Girl. So they're doing their fair share of tradition of making lemonade together and going over to the county fair. And uh, Ginger decides that she's going to invite Darren without telling Dodie and Macy, and this gets Dodie upset. Yeah, my first takeaway, <laughs> Macy right away, or no, somebody mentions right away, like, looking at Angora rabbits at the fair. Dodie mentions yes. about the Angora rabbits, and Macy sneezes. Yes, that's what it is. And I had an Angora rabbit from the Wisconsin State Fair growing up. I couldn't stop laughing at that line. It was so randomly relevant to my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, one of the, uh, what, my takeaway for this episode is that it's kind of weird for Dodie to be completely jealous of Ginger and Darren's relationship, especially when Ginger decides to invite Darren to the fair. I mean, at this point in time, they should be okay with it. Now, if this was uh, around the time of, you know, Wicked Game in which Dodie is feeling threatened about losing her her friend over Darren, then that would be perfectly fine. But I think that at this point in time, Dodie should just accept the fact that Ginger and Darren are a thing and they should be doing stuff together. Right. Given what we know about Dodie, it is not surprising in the least. But also, you're right, it seems like she should have outgrown this at this point and gotten used to Ginger and Darren, especially with how awful Dodie was trying to split them up. Yeah, this is something that you would see in the early stages of season three, not the midway point. Right, and you'd think actually that Dodie would have some work to do to continue to apologize to Ginger, and part of that would be accommodating for Darren at events like this, you know? Maybe that would have been the case if we actually gotten a follow-up to Wicked Game. Right, fair point. 
<laughs> yeah, but still, yes, the the way that Dodie is acting in this episode is completely step backwards for her, especially yeah, since in episodes such as About Face and Butterflies Are Free, she was actually starting to become slightly more mature and understanding with, um, you know, Ginger and Darren's relationship. But here, it's like, no, I don't want you to invite Darren over. We're BFFs. This is our tradition. It's like, come on, Dodie, just lay it off already. And it doesn't help that Darren you know, didn't really want to be a part of the fair in the first place because he's not a big fan of it. So Ginger is inviting him over to a place that he has absolutely no interest over. And this is the first time that we actually get to see Darren in person. Last time that we saw Darren after the events of Butterflies Are Free in Heat Lightning, we just saw a picture of him with his long hair. Not only does he have the long hair, but he's bulked up now. Yeah, that was an interesting uh, change for sure. Oh, also, just before we get off it, I wanted to make a comment. The funniest thing for me in this episode was Courtney at the fair looking at someone churning butter and saying, look at this ancient exercise equipment. <laughs> she thinks that churning butter was exercise. Oh, it's hysterical. Yeah, what would be the ancient Stairmaster? Walking up long stairs? The pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> the pyramids. <laughs> well, they do own 10% of a pyramid, so might as well. Continuing on, so and so yeah, once again, the the both of the plots are integrated in this episode because Carl and Hoodsy are going to the fair as well. And the reason why is because they hear news from Dwayne's cousin that there's a two-headed horse at the oddity section. And they want to be able to explore it. And Carl wants to free it. He wants to free the animal because it is, um, he calls it a creature who is being seen and mocked of by its strange appearance. So he wants to set it free. And, you know, it, you know we, have li we have liberating Carl in this episode as opposed to the scheming Carl that um, we've been seeing a few times at this point. So... Uh, yeah, another, I'm sorry, Kay, so we have another plot with Carl and Hoodsy involving with animals. That's true. I don't mind it. It's just a thing. Also, you mentioned Dwayne's cousin. Dwayne, I think I've decided, is my favorite character in this show, and probably my favorite Nicktoon. <laughs> I'm only slightly kidding. <laughs> or favorite Nicktoon character, I mean. He isn't, but I am obsessed with Dwayne, as you know. Yeah, and Dwayne's cousin, even though we only saw him for like a minute, he's, oh, he's great. Yeah, he's awesome. He he denies knowing Dwayne. He yeah. even though he completely acts like him, he's eating watermelon, he's spitting out yeah. the seeds. Carl's reverence for him was what was so funny for me, you know, that he's saying, you know, you're carrying the torch, you you're keeping a long and storied profession alive, and Dwayne's cousin is like, Yeah, no one gets that. You're right. <laughs> So throughout this entire episode, uh, so Dodie decides to basically play a Ginger's game. So with Ginger inviting Darren while them not knowing, she invites Courtney. And the moment that Courtney comes by and says, I'm here to pick you up at the fair so we can have fun. Dodie gives like those stern look in her eyes like, yeah, now you know how that feels, Ginger. Take that. You think you're going to ruin my day at the fair by taking your boyfriend? Well, guess what? I'm going to be taking Courtney with me. Right. So while they're walking around the fair, 
uh, Courtney is just so mesmerized at everything that's going on, which, of course, it really aligns with Courtney's character because she's always curious about everything. We can assume that she's never been to a state fair in her life. So she's looking at everything. She's going over to the petting area. She's seen uh, the people making quilts, and she wants to get a, uh, her pictures with her friends at the uh, t-shirt area. So everything around her is just so incredibly magical. While Darren is absolutely miserable. He hates the aroma of the barn. He is completely bored when they're making the, um, the quilts. He just wants to ride on the rides and he wants to have pizza and a whole bunch of snack foods. And Ginger's like, no, this is the way we have to do it. We have to do it this way because it's tradition. And here's the thing. I'm completely not agreeing with Ginger's attitude in this episode because... If you're bringing somebody for the first time and if they want to do various things, then you should let them do that thing. Like, for example, a few um, about a month ago, I went to Disney World with my friend Chris. And even though Chris has been to Disneyland, he's never been to Disney World. And throughout the entire time, um, if he wanted to do something, I let him do it. We went there together. Sure, there were some things that I personally wanted to do, but as long as he had a great time, then I had a great time because we both enjoyed ourselves. So I would have thought that maybe Ginger would have let tradition slide a little bit and then her and Darren could have had fun. I mean, she did do this before and come back little seal girl uh, Ginger and Dodie wanted to bail out of the, um, the talent show because they were so embarrassed and they broke tradition there so they've done they've broken tradition before why not break tradition especially for this one especially with making your boyfriend happy yeah that's true I but I will say Courtney at the fair is my favorite part of this episode it's hysterical and adorable and at the end she's like oh well I don't know if I'll go again like going a second year would just be embarrassing it's like She's so different, but so the same. Yeah, I mean, as for for all the, the accomplishments that Courtney has made, uh, you know, to change her character, she still is plain old Courtney, and we love her for it. Absolutely. So yeah, um, so going over to the Carl and Hoodsy plot. So Carl and Hoodsy, they go over to the oddities area and they look around and see that the entire thing is nothing more than a scam. The lord, the world's largest rat. It's a capybara, which we've seen capybaras in the wild thornberries. There's even an episode in which when Nigel is preparing burgers and Debbie eats it, it's a capybara burger. Then we have um, the world's wow. smallest dog, and it's a chihuahua. And I love the fact that Carlin uh, says, like Carl says, Oh, you just see those in the commercials. And it, it reminded me so much of the Taco Bell commercials in the 90s. Oh, totally. And I will say, I love capybaras so much. They're so funny looking. And the burger thing was a funny gag, but also I was so upset. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a large indigenous rat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, no, seriously. Um, so Carl did find the two-headed horse, and so he rides it away so he can set it free. And then when he um, goes over to get water, and he sees that the ho- one of the horse heads falls down, he thinks that the horse head actually did fall down, and he starts crying. But then he realizes that it's a complete scam. And yeah, I mean, there's not really much of a follow-up for this plot. Uh, Similar to when we discussed about in the episode Next Question, their plot point just pretty much stops. There's not really much that happens after they discover that the horse is, that all, uh, you know, that the two-headed horse was a fake. 
Yeah, no, it just kind of ends. You're right, there's not a whole lot of resolution. It just kind of stops, which I think is fine. They don't have to overly resolve every single thing. No, that's true, but I, I mean, I would assume that maybe they could have maybe approached um, the main person behind the fair saying that this person has been running a fake or maybe try to reveal it to everybody to not go over to the oddities uh, area because... You know, it's all a scam, but yeah, I I just wanted maybe a little bit of closure because it uh, just once again like next question it pretty much stops. There's no resolution whatsoever. Right. But, but anyway, so uh yeah, with um so basically throughout this entire time, you know, Ginger and Darren start arguing with one another and they have this massive disagreement, which is sort of what you know it's sort of a follow up to Ginger's feelings towards Darren in the episode um uh heat lightning in which she's wondering if her and Darren are still in love with one another and we've seen that now at this point in time they're starting to realize that they almost have little to nothing in common and they and they they have they're pretty strong-willed with what they want and so with them not agreeing with one another, so Darren pretty much leaves and does his own thing while she hangs out with um, Dodie, Macy, and Courtney having fun and going on the rides and trying out the, um, you know, the, the funny mirrors and going on the, the, um, the going on one of those uh, whirly rides. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, Ginger, you should go after him. He's your boyfriend. You should really show him a good time. But she does learn this lesson in the end when she sees uh, Darren in line waiting, uh, getting some pizza. And of course, we have that hilarious moment where Courtney is now starting to feel miserable after she throws up riding the whirly ride. Yep, which I saw coming from a while away. There's always someone who pukes in every one of these episodes. <laughs> that is true. I, I mean, for the most part, uh, a lot of the times whenever there is an episode involving with um, going over to an amusement park or a fair, somebody has to at least puke once. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's like an unwritten rule of television, apparently. So yeah, the episode concludes with them riding on the Ferris wheel, and and um, Darren actually buys Ginger the um, the the kitchen appliance that Lois was asking her to to buy earlier, and they just have this embrace with one another, and she starts feeling appreciation for Darren again, and um, it just ends in one you know with them being together and. Um, it's actually, you know, it's actually really sweet, which I really do appreciate their um, their chemistry whenever they when they do get along. I guess that's pretty much it, unless you have anything to say. Yeah, just my last thought is that this episode is this definitely Ginger and Darren exiting the honeymoon phase, and I think becoming, you know, hopefully will come out stronger because of it. They sort of like you were saying, they don't have a ton in common and they're realizing that and that's an important thing for both of them to learn at this point in their lives. So I'll be interested to see how that turns out going forward. Oh yeah, and especially in the next coming weeks when we discover uh, that their relationship will definitely be pushed on the line. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, nothing much to say. So uh, let's uh, give our ranking of yay, nay, or meh. This time I'll start us off. Uh, I'm gonna give this a meh. I think that there's some moments that I feel that uh, the characters are feeling that they should be progressing a little bit more, especially in this point in time. Dodie becoming incredibly jealous of Ginger being with Darren. Ginger constantly being upfront and saying, no, we should do things my way, especially when she's bringing her boyfriend who's not 
remotely interested and wants to do only the fun stuff. But and then Carlin Hoodsy's plot was okay, just really nothing special. And once again, it pretty much just stops with no conclusion. The best thing about this episode is Courtney. Courtney was the highlight of the episode. She was so much fun. I love her personality in this. I love the fact that she's so curious and looking at everything. So, yeah, absolutely a highlight, but just not enough to save this episode. Yeah, I'm also going to give this one a meh. Uh, there's a lot of good in it, a lot of good, um, but it feels, I don't know, there's, I know we talk about the continuity of the show and how good it is, but I feel like we've reached a point where it just, maybe it's because of how the episodes aired on, you know, either the Nicktoons Network, Nick Splat, Nickelodeon, but they start to feel a little disjointed, and so that, this episode felt kind of random to me, um, especially in a lot of the character arcs that we've been seeing, specifically Dodie. And, I don't know, I loved Courtney being at the fair, but I'm just getting kind of frustrated by Ginger and Darren, and so it all rounds out to a meh. Yeah, and the sad part about this is, this is the very last episode of As Told by Ginger that aired on Nickelodeon. Yeah, that's baffling. I don't know, we still don't know. I mean, we'll maybe we'll see through, uh, there's been some rumors going around about why there's, you know, this pretty uh, this was the last episode that aired on Nickelodeon. Uh, some say that the ratings were low, um, especially, it didn't really help much that um, As Told by Ginger was switching air dates and slots like you know it would be airing either on the mornings or on the evenings at this day at this day so the ratings started to drop a little bit uh, there's also rumors about like um, that Nickelodeon had been uh, has uh, has seen that the episodes have been getting a lot more dramatic and serious, especially with next week's episode, in which that's going to be apparent about how far that the series goes up until this point in time. So yeah, we st even st uh, so yeah, we don't know why this was the last episode to air on Nickelodeon. And let me just tell you a personal story about me. So, I remember when I first saw this episode and I was really frustrated with the relationship between Ginger and Darren and how Dodie was acting. And the last time that I saw um and this was 2004, the last time that I saw a new episode of it and and here's the thing, I didn't own the Nicktoons network on my cable channel. This was at a time in which it was brand new and it didn't uh, and that was basically an option. You had to call in and you had to say you want to have this as as part of your cable prov uh, as part of your cable lineup. And that cost a few extra dollars. And so because we didn't have that kind of money and because I wasn't told that this would be the last episode, I had no idea what happened. So the last so the next time that I would be seeing a new episode of As Told by Ginger was back in 2010 when I saw the last episode on DVD. And you can imagine how confused I was because that's like six episodes that I never got to see on TV. And then going into the last episode, I was just utterly confused. And um, yeah, we'll definitely talk a lot more about that when we reach the last episode discussion over in the next couple of months. But yeah, this is definitely, uh, for, for, for this being the last episode to air on Nickelodeon, this is not a good way to end it. Yeah, it's, it's still the story of it is still so baffling. And even talking to all of the creators and collaborators, it's 
Very frustrating to hear that, but I'm glad we now have all of it thanks to the internet. Thank God for the internet because um, if it wasn't for the fact that they aired, um, that they released as told by Ginger on iTunes back in 2008, we wouldn't be having the episodes that will eventually go on YouTube and all the other streaming sites. But back then, this wasn't a thing. Like, you know, this was like 2004 before YouTube came along, before any uh, video streaming site came along. Uh, it was released on iTunes, it was released on Amazon, and um, around 2006, they released both uh, Far From Home and the last episode on DVD. But yeah, even then, it still uh, was a mystery as to why they never aired it on TV. For anybody who was complaining about Legend of Korra releasing all their episodes online and then airing them much later, at least you got that. With As Told by Ginger, most of these episodes wouldn't be airing on TV until at least 12 years later. Wow. Yeah, I, I still can't believe that. And when I was, you know, preparing for these recording, seeing the years jump from the air date from 2006 to 2016. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, well, we'll definitely discuss more about that in the next coming weeks. Yeah, speaking of which, nice segue. Uh, next week, we'll be looking at episode 51 of the show, Stuff Will Kill Ya. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you then. Hey!